I have this new peace now that I know that like nothing in life happens to me. It happens for me. So now when everything starts to happen for me, I'm like, great. Thank you so much, God. Like what lesson is this here to teach me? And it's Right. just like, it's this such a sense of like peace because Yes. like, I know that like, it's not here to hurt me really. It may hurt me in the season I may have to pass through some things that are going to be very, very hurtful for me, but I know Yeah. that they're all for me. They're not to me because he knows the words that are be that are being said behind my back and, you know, conversations that are being had without not in front of me. So if he removes people, I just have to be, you know, whatever it is that he decides to bring upon me, I'm just blessed and honored and grateful for. So. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver, and Wellness Champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. Here. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are back for another episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. Today, we have all the way from Chicago, Illinois, Jennifer Hernandez. Jennifer, you have got to tell us all about what you are up to and all of the cool things. that you are doing. Uh, well, for so um, a couple of things. Number one, my book launches tomorrow. So excited. So no one can stop me but me. Um, it launches tomorrow. So I'm very excited. But a little bit about me. I'm a single mother, raised four kids. Um, and when I got divorced, my my twins were four years old and I had two going into high school. So it was like the most difficult time could possibly be for me. Um, and I'm in a 100% commission field. I've been in the mortgage industry for 18 years. So I've been in the ups and the downs of that. Wow. Uh, we're on a downslope right now, but it's going Yes. to come back up. Yes, it will. Um, but it, it's been very challenging. And so right before I got divorced, three years before um, the mortgage industry, that's when the big 2008 crash was coming. And I had a broker shop and we ended up closing I ended up losing everything. I had rental properties, vacation home, my my house. Um, and we ended up losing everything. And that's how I Oh my gosh. ended up being single. But I didn't take traditional ways of life whatsoever. Um, I was running away at 13. I had some abandonment issues. By the time I was 15, I was straight F sophomore year. My parents were desperately trying to save me from myself, having me locked up in adolescent facilities and different things. Uh, I was hanging around with, in the streets of Chicago with gangs, um, and they were my family. It's who I gravitated to. I ended up getting kicked out of high school. I went to an alternative program, which I did graduate through there. Off and on, from 17 to 19, I was homeless. And at 19, I got pregnant with my daughter, and she was my reason to change. So I started to dream, and you know, we I became... pretty successful I was making over six figures a year by the time I was 26. So, um, That's awesome. yeah, I worked really hard and just don't stop. There you go. Wow. I love that you, um, that you say that your 
your girl was uh, was the thing that changed you. Because, you know, having a child can change you one way or another, right? I mean, it doesn't always end up being positive. So I'm glad that, that she rescued you from yourself, so to speak. Um, wow. So that had to be very difficult to be still a teen and a mom and homeless, right? Because you said you, during that time you were homeless. How did you navigate that? And how did you overcome the fear of that? Well, so that's the problem with being homeless. You know, like we all look and sometimes judge, right? And we're like, well, why don't you just get a job, right? I've thought that myself before I became homeless. I the see. problem with that is if you don't know where you're going to lay your head from day to day, you just, you can't function. Like I was worried about leaving my possessions. You know, what What if I go to work and then they take everything I have and I don't have anything left? You know, like it's it's very survival mode and you're not dreaming, which is why you stay stuck in that mode for so long because when you're in survival mode, it's just day to day. Where am I going to sleep? Where am I going to get my money from? How am I going to care for myself? But the minute you can start to dream and really create and manifest the life that you desire versus the one you're living in, things can quickly shift. And so my encouragement to people, because I've been there, is that try to dream from that state because I know it's hard. Uh, it was definitely one of the most difficult things for sure. But the life I was going to, the life I was living was going to end me up dead or in jail. And so when my daughter came she was just the blessing that I needed to change what I was doing and no longer live that life. So that's how. So, how did, so, so was the first step the vocational <laughs> school or did that come before the homelessness? No, I graduated through that program and then was homeless. I see. Okay. I'm just trying to understand how do you, because the first step is the mindset which is what you just pointed out. But then I'm wondering, how did you get to the next step? How did you get from- So for me, the first step was not the mindset. I didn't know- Oh, it was not, okay. We didn't have computers. We didn't have the cell phones. We didn't have the podcast. We didn't have any of the stuff back then, right? Because gotcha. this was 1997. So okay. we didn't have any of that. So I didn't have any mindset. What I had was a child that okay. I knew I was responsible for. And I didn't want to end up going through the same things that I went through. So I wanted more for her. And I, and I had a broken home. My parents got divorced when I was very young. So like, I wanted to change that for her. And I wanted to uh, make that relationship work as much as I could. So like, I could have that family unit. So I, I think that was like my first thing is to have that dream for myself was to have okay. that family unit. So that's what I held on to. And then what I noticed was I was living in a two bedroom apartment and I, I had an uncle who had things and took vacations and stuff for his family and had, you know, he had rental property and I'm like, that's what I want. Like, and he had a really nice house. I'm like, those are the things that I want that I desire. And that's when I started to see the life that I want for myself. And I actually knew, I told my daughter's father, I, re I remember this so clearly one day living in the two bedroom apartment. And we also, he also had a child who was six months older than my daughter and we ended up okay. getting custody of. So I actually had two kids cause I was taking care of uh, my stepson as well. Okay. So I was sitting there in this two bedroom apartment. I'm like, you know, I think I want a lot more than you in life. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I feel like you're, you're comfortable in this apartment. Like this, this is just fine for you. You can live like this your whole life. That's the way I felt. I said, I for me, I want like all these things. And I started to realize that I wanted a lot then 
And then within a couple of years, like I wanted a half a million dollar house. Well, I wanted a big house, but an in-ground pool had it, had three vacation, uh, no, three rental properties, a vacation home. And I took the year that I started making really good money. I ended up taking like three vacations with my family that year. It was just, it was nice. just like within three years, I had it all, everything that I had seen in that two bedroom apartment. Wow. So that, you know, even then I didn't realize what I had done until I was losing everything from the mortgage industry and mm -hmm. I got super depressed. And by this time I had already given birth to my twins two years earlier in 2006 and the 2008, everything started to crumble. Right. And so I got super depressed and um, my daughter actually was, she'd been acting and modeling since she was seven and someone came to drop off a film. And I'm like, if you ever run out of stories, like I have incredible stories, I would love to share. They're like, you know, you can impact the world through film you should write your story. So I ended up starting to write my story. And this was while I was super depressed. And it made me reflect on everything I had been through in life to know that this was not the end of my story. And it's honestly what saved me from myself during that period. And it also made me realize that I was sacrificing myself for what I didn't have, you know, for the loss of me not having a family, like everything wasn't great in my relationship. And I was, I was sacrificing myself for my children, just as a lot of parents do, because yeah. we think that's what the right thing is. And it's actually not because we need to do and be a display of what we want them to do. Exactly. You know? So, so yeah, so it was a beautiful, a beautiful journey of just like writing my story is really what made me realize that uh, I was manifesting things and that that was not going to be the end. And then I started to see the future. And then I started, to, then I started to do the work after I had four kids and had already had some level of success. So I definitely didn't do it the right way. Well, I mean, there's a lot there though, because you mentioned something quite important. You said that this all happened outside of the social media and the instant information era, right? Because you, I, you were able to, even though you didn't have podcasts, even though you did not have you know, you couldn't like listen to a book on tape or something. You still had something within you that said visualization is powerful because you visualize yourself like you, you visualize the life that you wanted. And that really is the first step, because once you see it, then you can obviously become it. Right. Like whether you see it in your mind or you see it through people around you or, you know, you, but you have to see it. Because if you, you don't see it, you're not going to think it's possible. And so you saw beyond what you currently had around you, which is very powerful. And then obviously, like you said, you have to do the work behind it because it doesn't just happen magically. Right. And so yeah. that's that's pretty that's pretty incredible. A lot of people don't have that. So just FYI, I'm sure you probably already know this, but like that <laughs> is not like that intrinsic drive, that ability to visualize, that's not common. That's why I named my book what I named it. You know, actually it's up here in the corner. So no one can stop me but me. I mean, the truth is, is that we are the ones that block our blessings. We are the ones that block what we want in life. And if we can just get out of our own way and, you know, remove our limiting decisions and our, and our blockers that we have set up from our trauma, from our childhood trauma, you know, um, paying attention to our triggers, you know, and trying to go within and heal before we just look for, you know, drugs or sex or something to escape your reality. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely.
And you know, it's it's very interesting that you um that you the way that I mean I I don't know I don't know you didn't really like specifically say this, but like you did have some fear in that apartment. But the fear wasn't that where was the next meal coming from? The fear wasn't like um, you know, if I go to work, my possessions are gonna be, you know, claimed by somebody else. The fear was I don't want to be in this place. Five years from now, 10 years from now. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I'm fearful. Cause you even said it. You said that your partner seemed satisfied. Like he seemed like he was good. He was like, oh, this is good. I, I made it, you know. But you're you're like looking like, no, this is not it. Like, I'm afraid of mediocrity or whatever the, whatever, whatever you'd call it. I'm afraid yeah. of this, like settling for this. Like, I want more. So, you know, I, and then you like you face that fear by taking action. Like you're like, okay, close my eyes. I see it. Okay. I'm whatever I need to do to, to get there. And I'm going to do that thing. So that's pretty incredible. And, and yeah, that's and something that like, I'm sure your kids probably have, have noticed and seen. Yeah. And it, it yes, exactly. And I just, it, it is so powerful just to see where you want to go. Right. Because if we, that's like, somebody made this great analogy once like if we're watching a basketball or a football game if they're not shooting for a goal or trying to make a touchdown they're basically just running around in circles and nobody's gonna watch that right right but it's like right. if we don't have any goal or vision or want for ourselves, we're literally like bobbleheads just running around in circles chasing nothing going nowhere and then we wonder why we're so upset and we're so angry it's because we literally are insanity the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and waiting for a different result yeah there can be a different result when you don't know where you want to go that is that's so that is a great way to put it you know that's the thinking about it like a game because everybody can relate to that and you know that is uh that's so real and so true and we really do need to have like benchmarks and things that we are shooting for they don't have to be like grandiose. They could even just be, you know, where do I see myself a year from now? Yeah. Maybe I mean, read more could, books, maybe small, like, like exercise. I don't know. It could be anything, but you have to have some kind of benchmark, right? That you're shooting for. You have to have something. It doesn't have to be, you know, everybody's wants are going to be different, right? But as long as you have whatever yours are for that moment, and it doesn't have to stay there. It could just be in like a goal or a vision to take one vacation or something, you know, something. You have to shoot for something. But absolutely, absolutely. No, that's great advice. Absolutely. And so now, so tell us about huh. so you told us how you got inspired. So you saw your uncle and you're like, oh, there may be something to this, right? This is what I would like to see if I can get involved in. And then how did you end up getting involved in real estate after that? So I actually started off in the car business and um, was doing car financing, but I worked my way up from a switchboard operator to become a finance manager. And then I was working 60 plus hours. It was very male dominated industry, very tough for women. Um, and they fired me because I don't quit at anything, but they fired me. And it was like the greatest blessing in the world because um, they weren't paying me what they should have been. And then um, I started doing mortgages, which is basically mortgaging a house versus the car is a lot more expensive. So, um, I was, it was, I was so good at it. It was like second nature. And then the reason why I was so good at it is I figured out years later is that 
I have a heart for helping others and I want to help people. So like I'm fixing people's credit, helping them achieve home ownership. Um, a lot of times like I'm top, I was in 2021, I was number one in the state of Illinois for FHA lending, which is low to moderate income area lending, you know, people with credit challenge. Like I was a single mom, like I had to rebuild myself over and over again. So it's my life experiences that help me craft solutions for clients who are being denied elsewhere Got that it. made me an expert in my market. So it's because it's an alignment with who I am as a person and the impact I want to make is I want to help change people's lives. So I'm changing your family's life if I'm helping you get into a home Absolutely. or be the first, yeah. the first in your whole family to ever own, you know, or it's, it's, or fixing your credit. And even if you didn't buy the house, but I helped guide you on how to repair that credit and start building that that's, I'm helping in every way I can. So it's just in total alignment with who I am. And when you're doing that, it doesn't feel like work. You know, it kind of feels just like your purpose. So. And so did you branch out on your own immediately or how, or are as a mortgage broker, are you like independent already? Is that how it works? I'm not quite sure how it oh, actually in, works. So in 2020, uh, 2005, when I got in the industry, I just went to work for somebody and they were doing leads. So the business was just coming in. I didn't have to like go out and build it. He, the phone just rang. And then I was, I got my clients kept referring me other clients because I was doing really tough deals that nobody else could get done. So, you know, I just became known. And then when the crash came, I took, ended up taking a year off because every mortgage company kept going out of business. So I got back in the business in 2011 after losing everything, getting divorced, I had to start over. Um, And I was starting over with nothing and I had to go in and I had to start working with agents and, you know, building up and asking people for business and, you know, really just grind. And I yes. was, so I was working five days a week, um, building back up my mortgage business because I'm a hundred percent commission. And I was waitressing on the weekends for cash because I was living payday loan to payday loan, thousand mm. dollars negative in the bank and was really hard time for me to support my family at that time. So I kept working. So that was in 2011. I got back in the business, started mm. building by 2018. I got my own branch again. Cause I'm like, okay, everything is getting better. I'm going to get my own branch and I'm going to do it the right way, you know? And because last time I got my own branch, it was right before the crash. So it was like nothing I could have done. Right. Right. And then in 2021, my branch was number one and two in the state of Illinois for FHA lending. And we closed over 180 million in production and I made over seven years that year. So it was so beautiful. That is awesome. It's a great story. (laughs) And and so now you're you're still with the same. I'm still branch? with the same company. Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. Our branch has changed a little bit. Lots of things have happened, but that's for the next book. Sure, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I did launch my first motivational speaking conference. Uh, I called it My Do Over in Chicago, and nice. then I I wrote a book and finished the book in 2022 at the same time, and it is actually available tomorrow. It's already been pre-selling on Amazon. So incredible. And I'm just, I'm just happy to share my story. I just want to be able to impact people who are stuck like I was. No, that's great. That's great. It's very, very encouraging. And I know that there are a lot of women who are listening right now who could potentially be in similar situations. We're trying to figure out how to start over, you know, starting over is never, ever easy, no matter where, what level you are, your background, it's, it's never easy. 
you know, yeah. but it's always worth it because when you, when you get to the next pinnacle, it's actually higher than the first. So it always works. It always works. What works out well. Yeah. They, so. they don't lie when they say uh, new levels, new devils, ladies. That's I'm right. There is the levels become harder and harder. Yes. And if anybody looks at my social media, they'll think like, oh my gosh, over the last couple of years, I've lived this great life. It was the most painful three years of my entire existence. Um, and that's what I'll tell you. And it's because I've been healing, um, learning about my my childhood trauma, having to rebuild and fix my relationships with my children. Because when you're 20 and you become a mom yeah. and you have your own trauma and you were raised a certain way that you don't know is should it pass on yeah. Way? <laughs> yeah. you roll it over you know yeah. so now I have to tell them oh my gosh I'm so sorry that was all wrong <laughs> you have I have to you have to forgive me you know allow me welcome me back in as this new person which is not easy you know no it isn't we but the good thing is is that our kids in this day are requiring a higher level of consciousness so they want you to do your work, yeah. you know, yeah. they, and, and the reason why is because then we can help them heal before they become parents and do the same thing that we did to them yeah. because we Stop know what we do. Right. So yeah. it's time to break the cycles and uh, it starts with us and ownership and accountability and being a hundred percent responsible for everything that we call into our life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's uh, so true. And so um, you mentioned a couple of things. So the book, which is coming out tomorrow, which, uh, you know, when we say tomorrow, by the time this airs, it would already be out um, because I'm not sure when it's going to air, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. So January 16th, it launches, but you can get it on Amazon at any time. So. Perfect. Perfect. And then uh, you just had the conference. Uh, do you have something uh, else coming up this year or are you focusing on the book and promoting the book this year? Um, so I'm starting to build my network. So there'll be a network coming soon. Um, I do plan on being on stages and I'm really, you know, honing in on the message that I want to share. And uh, also I have a documentary in the works. So that as well. Oh, fantastic. Great. Busy. Yeah. Awesome. 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 All right. Well, we are at that part of the show where we do our fill in the blanks. Are you ready for that? I am. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So the first one is... If I am fearless, I will. Never allow any limitations that I do not set upon my, I will never allow any limitations to stop me. None. Because I can't put them on myself. I just don't have them. So. Awesome. The next one is, to me, fearless freedom means. To me, fearless freedom means that I'm not afraid of anything that I am grateful and a hundred percent responsible for all that comes into my life and all that goes out. And I, I am, you know, it's, it's so interesting because um, I have this new piece now that I know that like nothing in life happens to me. It happens for me. Mm -hmm. So now when everything starts to happen for me, I'm like, great. Thank you so much, God. Like what <laughs> lesson is this here to teach me? And it's right. just like, it's this, such a sense of like peace because yes. like I know that like it's not here to hurt me really it may hurt me in the season I may have to pass through some things that are gonna be very very hurtful for me but I know yeah. that they're all for me 
they're not to me because he knows the words that are be, that are being said behind my back and you know conversations that are being had without not in front of me so if he removes people i just have to be you know whatever it is that he decides to bring upon me i'm just blessed and honored and grateful for so that's what it is to me fearless no, that's great and then the last one is my battle cry is my battle cry is I don't know. That's a good one. <laughs> My battle cry is forgiving. Forgive quickly. Even though they may not deserve your forgiveness, you deserve to forgive them because you don't have to be a prisoner to whatever they did. So. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And plus also carrying grudges is like energy sapping, you know, it's like not really like a that great for it. it doesn't help you to propel forward it really doesn't it just is kind of like a, a drain <laughs> super drain yeah big time but it's hard you know sometimes we are wrong and it is it's it's a, definitely a challenge that a lot oh of yeah us have. It, it's a challenge but like the sooner yes i mean it is human nature to like have that feeling come on you after you've been wrong absolutely but to carry it for a prolonged period of time does not benefit you is what I'm saying. So like the sooner that you can like acknowledge the feeling and then like put it aside so it doesn't drain you, the better. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we did not um, have you say how people can get in contact with you. So do you mind yeah, telling absolutely. everybody how they can do that? Um, so uh, you can follow me at I am Jen Hernandez on Instagram. It's I am J-E-N-N -N Hernandez. Um, you can also uh, go to my website and register for upcoming events. It is um, I am Jen Hernandez.com spelled the same way, J-E-N-N -N Hernandez. Uh, and you can also, if you are looking for a mortgage, if you've been denied anywhere, if you're a real estate agent that has their deals denied, please go to my website. It's approvedbygen.com. Apply with me and my team and I can... Guarantee you will be able to craft a solution. And even if it's not right away, it will be, you will be able to be a homeownership at some point. So awesome. Great.